Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. If you could, while you're standing, can you grab your Bibles and turn with me to Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9. Mom, I, I had your Bible open because I was going, I, I didn't bring mine. I was trying to be efficient, but I may ask to use it later. Genesis chapter 9, we're going to read several verses of scripture, verses 8 through 17. Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it. I want you to follow along. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. The Bible says, Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I will establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you. As many as came out of the ark, it is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you. That never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future, somebody say generations. I have set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting, somebody say covenant, between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Father, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have your seats. We are continuing in our series on love is. Somebody say love is. Love is. Love is. And, and once again, I need you all to, to be very interactive with me because the more interactive you are, ah, hallelujah. The shorter I'll go. And so, all right. Y'all ready? Y'all had your coffee this morning? Somebody said, no. You better, you better get charged in the spirit. All right. So, so, first week. Anybody remember what the first week topic was? Come on, shout it out. Love is? Sacrifice. Two people. All right. Glad to know you all are listening. Bishop, if you're watching... I, and please invite me back. <laughs> please. People on Facebook, they was commenting. If they didn't say it in here, the people on Facebook, I, I see you. I see you. Second week was love is? All seven of y'all. God bless you so much. Happy birthday, Mother Earlene. So good to see you in the house. All right. First week was love is sacrificial. Second week was love is enduring. 
And today, love is a covenant. Love is a covenant. First time we see the actual word covenant is actually here used in scripture in Genesis. Actually, you see it in Genesis chapter 8. The first time you see it is in Genesis chapter 8. But all throughout the the remaining chapters in Genesis, God is continuing to establish covenant. He's establishing covenant covenant. Now, some of you may not have a a full spiritual concept of what covenant is because you just just hear us talk about it. Those of you that were at leadership, you heard Bishop teach an an amazing message on covenant. And I'm just going to be 100% honest. Can we be really transparent today? I stole some of that. (laughs) And I added that into my notes. Amen. Listen, if it's good, it's good. Okay. All right, so I stole some of it, and I added it here. So the first time we see it, uh, it it's, it's in the beginning in Genesis. And, and those of us, we don't have a full grasp, we don't have a full concept of what covenant is, because if we did, we wouldn't do a lot of the things that we do. Now, I told you, I told you a lot of times God gives me these words, I'm convicted first, and then I preach it to you all to let God do the sifting in you. Because the, the word, if the word isn't convicting me, it's difficult for it to convict you. All right. So God had to convict me of some of these things because I didn't understand the power and the importance of covenant. All right. Now, covenant, Pastor Ken, what does this have to do with love and relationships? It has everything to do with it. It, it has everything to do with it. Why? I mean, give you some Bible. Give you some Bible. John chapter 14, verse 15 simply says in the New Living Translation, if you love me, (laughs) you're going to obey my commandments. If you love me, you're going to do what I say. Love. Commandments and love. Interesting. Anybody ever signed a contract before? Anybody? Even if you didn't, any, anybody, uh, some of you young folks, like, I ain't never signed one. Yes, you did, because when you opened up Call of Duty, you have to acknowledge. <laughs> woo, you have to acknowledge. You cannot pass go. You can't play the game until you acknowledge that eh, you read all the fine print. There would be violence. There would be shooting. There would be cursing. There would be blah, blah. The, you are, you're acknowledging. You're signing an agreement that you are in alliance. I'm preaching already. With what you're about to partake. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. What does love have to do with this, Pastor Cam? Because those of us that understand covenant, you know that that things that have a hold of your heart, you are invested in. Things that have a hold of your heart, you are invested in. If you love somebody, you spend money on them. You spend time on them. You spend energy, resources. You, 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 you extend or exhort effort and energy to be a part of these particular people's lives. Whether it's your friend, your cousin, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, your grandmama, whoever it is, your husband, your wife, you invest into the relationship or into the covenant. All right? Now, let me give you what the definition of covenant is. The Lexham Bible Dictionary says this. That covenant is described as a sacred kinship bond between two parties. And it is ratified, ratified by swearing an oath. I help me Holy Ghost because I want 
to not preach out of my flesh. I want to preach the way God gives it to me. Ratified by swearing an oath. A lot of us, we said we was going to be honest, right? Let me see your hands again just, just so I can. Hands. All right. Can we all say this together? Say, we're going to be honest. You just signed the contract. Thank you. We're going to be honest. Say, and I'm not going to get offended. Okay. I'm going to hold you to it. A lot of us have, have sworn oaths. You know you make a covenant with this country when you go to school? I remember growing up, we, did, we like stopped doing it once I got to like middle school or high school. And, and it's called the Pledge of Allegiance. Allegiance is a derivative of the word alliance. What you're in alliance with, you're in agreement with. You're in covenant with. The Bible says, how can two walk together except they're in alliance or agreement? Except they be agreed. You pledged to this country and they, they programmed you as a child that you pledge allegiance to the flag, to the United States of America, from which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And I said it like that because the people that really talk like that, they, they take that to heart. Sidetrack you real quick. I saw this video, a friend of mine sent me, a pastor friend of mine sent me, and uh, there was an African-American gentleman, and uh, he was going around, and they do these TikTok trends, and he was asking, uh, you can tell he was in a very, um, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, non-affluent uh, area of, of African-American people, I'll say it like that. And, uh, and uh, he, he, was, he, was in, he was, he was, he was, he approached these gentlemen that looked like they may have appeared on Duck Dynasty. And they had long beards and, and they were all like 6'5", 270 pounds, and, and they had their son with them. And so the, the young man, the African-American brother says, he says, choose between these two. He says, Black History Month or, um, you know, whatever else he said. And the young boy, he was like, he had to be like eight. He said, I choose X, Y, Z. He said, man, what about Black History Month? He said, well, I don't like black people. Watch this. He said, man, what's wrong with black people? He said, I can't help that God told me to say that. He had been trained as a child to pledge his allegiance Okay, that's too heavy for y'all. Covenant. Covenant making was a widespread custom throughout the ancient Near East and Greco-Roman culture or Roman Greco culture, serving as a means to forge a socio-political bond between individuals or groups. In, in, the, in the bigger picture, you may have, uh, have, have heard it as like the alliance or they have like the National Basketball Players Alliance or, or the, there's a treaty, right? You may have heard of treaties. Anybody heard of treaties? Uh, uh, alliances. There are things that we are in alliance with and we're saying, hey, we're going to agree that we're not going to do X, Y, Z to one another. Y'all need to hear God, I promise you. 
with, with the stuff that y'all are seeing shooting down the balloons that, that China has flew over here and, the, and wars and rumors of wars and uh, y'all, y'all, need to, y'all need to understand covenant is deeper than what you think it is. Covenant. Covenants, covenants are, are no joke. Covenants are no joke. God's covenants are prominent in every single period of salvation history. Okay? Divine covenants reveal the saving plan of God for establishing communion, common union with Israel and the nations. Ultimately, we are likened, we are a like people of Israel. He calls us his chosen generation, royal priesthood, set apart. We are set apart. So God has made a covenant with his people, us, and God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should go back on his word. If he said it, I believe it. If he said it, he's going to do it. God does not send out his word and it returns to him void. No, if he speaks his word, it's going to do exactly what it says it's going to do. Because God understands and God establishes covenant. He who establishes the covenant has to have the most intimate knowledge on what the covenant is. You need to understand that you're establishing covenants with people, places, and things, and you don't understand why certain things are happening in your life because you've established a covenant. You know, the world knows more about covenants than we do. The world understands more about covenants than we do. I was listening to a man of God, powerful from the Bahamas, and he was saying, you know, the, the world and, and many people that, that are into spirituality that, that does not include Christianity, they, and I talked about this last week, people that, that are engaged in spirituality, they, they have this thing called practice. When we hear the word practice, we're thinking about basketball, football, you know, whatever. I got to go to dance, practice. I got to go to practice, practice. But there are people that practice spiritual wickedness. And, and you know what they do? They see the fruits of their work. This is why they believe that it is true and it's real. Just because something is spiritual don't mean it's from God. Simon the sorcerer knew how to do stuff too. But it wasn't God. He was like, man, how are you doing this? Listen, brother, I'm doing this because God has endowed me to do this. You're doing this because you are trying to gain financially. You are trying to manipulate people. The Bible says it. Uh, uh, we talked about it last week. I believe is what, 1 Corinthians or Ephesians? Just because you prophesy, you know the future, you can tell mysteries, and you don't got love. It's going to be a lot. Uh, it's going to be a lot of people. That, that prophesied and, and called out your phone number and told you things you never heard of before, told you, interpreted some of your dreams, they're going to be in hell. Because they've made a covenant with the, with the one who rules the darkness. They've made a covenant with the dark one, Satan, the prince of the air. All right? Covenants. What does this have to do with love? Because the Bible says in Luke 12, where your treasure is, your heart is. When you invest or you give monetarily, that is a part of a sacrifice that you made in order to have what you wanted to have. When you give monetarily, it is a sacrifice. 
Now, we talked about sacrificial love. It's all tying together. This is why it's so powerful. Sacrificial love means that I'm going to give of myself or give of my body or, or Jesus shed his blood. Covenants are established back in the day. They, are, they were and continue to be established by blood. Killing, murdering. There are, those are blood covenants. The shedding of innocent blood. You have made a covenant. Can we be real? We said it. Your kids in here cover their ears. Some of them already know this stuff. They know more about it than you do. When you have sexual intercourse, you are establishing a covenant with that individual. Oh, Jesus. That's why the consummation of marriage is what determined if they were really married. You, you can say vows all you want, but until you have sexual intercourse, you, the Bible says the two have not become one yet. You're going to leave your father and mother, and the two shall become one, what? Flesh. Because you have to establish a covenant. There is an, uh, this, it's going to be graphic, but there is an exchanging of blood. That's how covenants are established. Ah, this is heavy. Exodus 19, verse 4, says, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. And how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my what? Covenant. Then you shall be my peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So they ratified the covenant of God by saying, we swear, we solemnly swear to do all that the Lord has spoken. And if you fast forward in, Moses goes up, he's having an amazing uh, encounter with God, and then he's up on Mount Sinai, and then as soon as he comes down, he sees that the people have forgotten about the covenant that they established. And God's like, what? I... I've just established, you've seen miracle signs and wonders. You've seen the, the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night, and you are quick to forget the covenant that you said you was going to establish with me? Covenants had to be established by blood. I'm not going to borrow your Bible. In Genesis chapter 12, God establishes his covenant with Abraham. He says, Abraham, and he's been saying it to him. I believe this is like the second or third time. He says, I'm going to make you the father of many nations from, from you. And Abraham's like, God, like this is the third time you just said it. He, Abraham is human, just like some of us. Like, God, I, listen, I didn't have 17 prophetic words dating back to 1992. <laughs> okay, like, I ain't seen nothing happen yet. 
Okay, so I mean, it sounds good, God. But listen, I'm old and wifey old too. I don't know how you gonna do it. I, I think, I mean, I think you're flattering me, but you know, I just, I just don't really see it. But God had to establish his covenant with, with Abraham. He established his covenant, then Abraham finally, it finally clicked, finally clicked with him. And then Abraham went to the altar to make a sacrifice unto God so that the covenant could be ratified. Because there has to be blood. Quick tip, when you come to the altar, you are coming to kill something so that you can reestablish your covenant with God. Because a covenant cannot be established without a sacrifice. Somebody write that in your notes, tweet it, Facebook post it, but give me my credit. You cannot have a covenant without a sacrifice. You cannot have a covenant without a sacrifice. And the most common, intimate, strongest covenants or bonds or allegiances or alliances or contracts, binding contracts are done with blood. The most notable one that we know about is what? Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. He stood in the gap. He, he took my place. He took your place. He became something he had never experienced before so that we could be in right standing with God. That is what the new covenant is all about. We no longer have to, we no longer have to sacrifice animals and things of that sort. We no longer have to do these things because of Jesus. For God so loved that he gave his son. And real love is not always about what you want to do because even Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, let this cup pass. And then he said, well, <laughs> not my will. Not my will. If you really love somebody, it's not my will. Not my will, but your will be done. Why? Because I love you. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 13, there, there, there was blood that was used on the doorpost of the house so that when that plague came, it would what? Pass over. God would pass over. He would say, oh yeah, they've established covenant with me. Oh yeah, this house right here. Okay, yep, I can see right here. Yep, 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 yeah, they've established covenant. You, some of you need to understand the power of covenant. That's why the enemy hasn't attacked some of you. He's like, ah, it's like Job. I, yeah, God, but you got, you've established such a strong covenant with Job, I can't get to him. Blood in Exodus chapter 24, it's sealed God's covenant with Israel. Blood in Exodus 
29 and 12 sanctified the altar. In Exodus 29 and 20, blood set aside the priest. Blood made the atonement for God's people in Exodus 30. In Matthew 26, blood sealed the new covenant. Blood justifies us in Romans chapter 5. Blood brings redemption to us in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Blood brings peace with God in Colossians chapter 1 verse 20. Blood cleanses us in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 and 1 John 1 17. Blood gives entrance to God's holy place in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. Blood begins to sanctify us in Hebrews 13 12. Blood enables us to overcome the enemy in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11. You need to understand how strong the blood is. Somebody say the blood. The blood. Blood establishes a covenant in a marriage. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 the Bible says therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother oh God and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh you still living at your mama and daddy house talking about you you trying to establish covenant and it ain't cause you been saving you lazy I had this conversation with my, with my dad. I said, Dad, you know, there was a time. I said, you said one thing to me. He's like, what was it? I said, I don't remember, but I didn't like the way you said it. And I was like, I'm moving. <laughs> and he cracked up. He said, yeah, because I raised you that way. Ain't going to be no two alpha men in the same house. Real man, like, okay, y'all, thank you. I've been, I've been doing good. Y'all allowed me to stay here. I graduated. I came back. Y'all blessed me. Y'all blessed me real good. Bless me, bless me, bless me, mommy. Y'all did all that great stuff, but, 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 but I, I got to go. It's time for me to go. Because, I, because I've stepped into the covenant of manhood. And I understand the covenant that's established in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. And, and I was going to get married to us. I'm out. I was on Zillow that day. <laughs> Y'all think I'm playing. Came home and it, was, it wasn't even like real late. I think it was like 11. And mom was like, <laughs> mom always stays up. She, she, she was like, ooh. I said, I'm out. Because I understand this covenant. So the church has to do a better job of understanding what real covenant is and how deep and serious covenant truly is so that we can be covenant people. Some of you all, y'all said y'all wasn't going to get offended. Some of y'all didn't understand how important covenant brothers, covenant sisters, covenant couples was until we didn't have it during the pandemic. Now y'all like, yeah, when we going to bring it back? When we going to, man, we need, yeah, because you realize you needed your covenant brother. You needed your covenant sister. You needed them covenant couples to be there for you and with you when you were going through all hell. Don't get mad at me. I'm in the book. Marriage is a covenant. It's a covenant. Some of you have established covenants with people that you're not married to. Oh, 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 Jesus. 
you, you've established covenants with people that you're not married to because you don't have to just say the vows. You had sex. Don't be uncomfortable. Don't be, don't, don't y'all look at me with that tone of voice. Don't y'all look at me like, you had sex. And, and you've allowed the culture and the society. Some of you even allowed the words of your uncles. Come on, boy. Man, you, you ain't a man yet. You ain't get you none yet. And the words that they spoke established seeds in your brain. And you said you needed to go out and prove that you were a man. So then it started with one. It started with one, and then it became five, and then it became 20, and now you've established over 30 soul ties and soul covenants with people that you're not married to, and you wonder why things aren't going right in your life because you still are attached to those covenants. Can we talk about it today? If you're gonna have real love, you gotta break some of them covenants off you. You got to break some of them demonic covenants off of your life. Because the principle remains, as long as there's blood, there's, a, there's an established covenant. As I begin to look this up, then my mind begins to, you know what? I know that there are other kind of covenants. There, there, there is a sacrifice. Y'all can do the study for yourself, and I know there's a big debate going on right now with, with Christians and, and this particular topic on tattoos. When you go into the tattoo parlor, they use these fine needles. I have tattoos. They, they use these fine needles, and you tell them what you want, and then they begin working on you, and you begin to what? Bleed. You establishing a covenant. I know this ain't popular. I know y'all gonna unfollow me. Y'all gonna say I'm talking crazy. That's okay. I'm not here to preach because you want me to. I'm here because God called me to preach. And like I said, if it's convicting me, it gotta convict you too. You have established a covenant with that temple. Some of you have established You've established a covenant with your country. You've established, y'all, don't get mad. You've established a covenant with your fraternity or sorority. They used to brand it. Now I've seen people get tattoos of it. So it, it doesn't look as uh, barbaic. You see people with these big brands. I'm like, brother, you let them do that to you? So you can be a cute dog? Y'all gonna be mad, that's okay, that's okay. I'm not here to be liked. You've established a covenant. There are rituals that take place. I, I know, I know y'all, I know, I know this ain't, I know this is hard. I know this is hard because it's so embedded in our culture. But just because it's embedded in our culture doesn't mean it's kingdom culture. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I know, I still love you. I still love you. Witches and warlocks have established, they call it a blood pact. Um, what's their name? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan uh, Fox. Their boyfriend and girlfriend, they're not even married, y'all. 
They said they, were, they drank each other's blood to establish a deeper bond with one another. And y'all playing in church. There are people that, that are operating with high spiritual knowledge that is not of God and they're seeing it work so they're continuing to do it. Man, this covenant, it worked. He can't get enough of me. Yes, because he've established a covenant with him. You've established a blood pact, a blood bond. Y'all, as I begin to research this stuff, my spirit got vexed and I had to shut my computer off because there then were questions that people were asking on this particular website. It says, what do I do if I want to break the contract of the blood pact with my boyfriend or my girlfriend? And the witches and the warlocks are, oh, this is what happens, but this is, these will be the repercussions. Anybody, anybody uh, ever had to pay a repercussion for a breach of a contract? Anybody ever tried to break? Yeah, I, I, they call them penalties. You, there are penalties that you will have to pay. There are things that will happen to you that will be at your disadvantage. The world, some people in the world have been trying to tell you about these evil covenants that have been established by these wicked people in high places, but y'all think they're crazy. I mean, he is crazy. Kanye is crazy, but he be telling y'all the truth. Yeah, when I signed that deal, my mom had to get killed. Uh, Kanye just talking again. Yeah, because every time they find him, like they said, they ensure that they drug him up so much that he stops operating in his right mind. Anybody, y'all ever notice, uh, this ain't conspiracy class, this is just spiritual wickedness in high places. Y'all ever notice people in the industry, as soon as they kind of get free and they like, they wake up, they start telling the truth, and then what happens? Why? Because they broke the contract that they made with these wicked people. Y'all better be careful who you get in contract with. You better be careful who you come in covenant with. Y'all better be careful who you stand in alliance in agreement with. Somebody say covenant. Pastor Ken, what does love have to do with it? Because you can't love right without the right covenant. Pornography. Somebody say pornography. Oh, we going there. We going there. Pornography, you, you establish a covenant. What do you mean? Man, there's no blood involved. Y'all remember what we said, we being honest, we being transparent. You sitting there masturbating. Spilling your seed or, or there, there is bodily fluids coming from your body. That's a covenant. Even if, even if you didn't have sex with no person, you're watching it on the screen and the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you just look upon a woman with the thought of lust, ooh, ah, that's how some of y'all talk, ooh, ah, ooh, and it's, you're thinking it in your brain, you don't say it out loud, ooh, we. Come on, come on, okay, everybody just wave at me. I know it hurt. Just wave. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh Pastor Ken. <laughs> my toes. <laughs> you should have told me to wear my steel toes today. <laughs> Pornography.
pornography. And this is why some people get addicted for over 10, 20, 30 years because that covenant is strong. That's why you got to be mindful what you allow into your ear gates, your eye gates, your gates. You having wet dreams about people you ain't never met. That's a covenant. Oh my God, that's a covenant. People that have been hurt, sexually abused, you wonder why they go down the trajectory that they go through because there was a covenant established against their will. But the principle of the covenant remains until that covenant has been broken by the power of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. By the power of Jesus. The covenant has to be broken by the power of Jesus. And the beautiful thing is, all we have to do is come to the altar and say, Father, break this covenant because you've already established a new covenant with me. You've already shed your blood over 2,000 years ago on the cross, Father. You knew this day would come. You knew this would happen to me, Father. You are the sovereign God. And Father, we're asking right now that you reestablish your covenant with me and you break every demonic soul tie, every demonic covenant, every demonic thing that has been hindering the move and the call of God in my life. Father, we break it off right now in the name of G. I'm praying for you right now. Any of you that have been abused, sexually abused, sexually maligned, Father, we break the soul ties. We break the demonic covenants. We break the wicked covenants. We break the family ties. We break the spiritual brokenness, the sexual brokenness in your life that you can't have fruitful relationships with any person. You look at the opposite sex and you get squirmish and you get squeamish because the enemy has planted seeds of discord in your mind. We cancel that in the name of Jesus and we reestablish the covenant of Jesus. Christ over your life in Jesus name come on if you believe that you're getting free right now come on stand to your feet open up your mouth say father we establish our covenant with you our hope is in you we reestablish our covenant with you in the name of Jesus The blood that washes away all of my sins, all of my iniquities, all of my infirmities, every demonic tie covenant that has been planted in my life, we break it at its root in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. These covenants. These demonic covenants are, are causing you to not have fruitful relationships with people. You don't know what it is. You, you've been trying to understand. You've been trying to figure it out for 30 years, for 20 years. Father, what is it? Is it me, Father? Is it me? I don't know what it is. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me. Just help me figure out what is it? What is it? The principle remains these covenants are established and they are contractually binding you you didn't want this to happen to you but because it happened to you now you're in alliance with it we break every ungodly alliance 
every ungodly alliance. You sacrificing all the thoughts in your mind. You you like, but Pastor Kim, I ain't did nothing. I ain't, I ain't slept with nobody. I, you you thought about it in your mind for too many years. You're having a, a mental affair. It's in your mind. You know how powerful your mind is? You know how powerful your thoughts are? Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your reality. Because the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And there is fruit that comes out of what you say. Look at your neighbor and say, you better watch your mouth. You better watch your thoughts. We break ungodly thoughts. Ungodly covenants in your mind. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that Satan, your, your tactics, your plans, your ploys, your plots, your arrows are canceled in the name of Jesus. Your strategy, your strategy is foolish. Your strategy is dumb, you dumb devil. You don't have no room. You have no authority over God's people. All they have to do is confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that they are free and they will be free in thee whom the Son that's free is free indeed and these covenants that you've established whether it's you know it or not they're affecting your other relationships and you wonder why you keep butting heads with people that you really care about man like I, like I really try to love them but it's like ah it's like I can't your spirit is warring your, your, your spirit is fighting with these demonic covenants. That's why Amos says, can two walk together except they be agreed? We can't accomplish anything if we both don't agree that we're going to do it. If you're in a marriage, I'm talking to married people right now. Y'all can't go anywhere if one person wants to go backwards and the other person wants to go forward. Guess what? You're at a standstill. You can't go left or right if one of you wants to go left and the other one wants to go right. There's some spirits there. There's some, there's some illegal covenants that have been established there. So, Father, we pray over marriages right now in the name of Jesus. Every demonic covenant that has been established unbeknownst to them or whether they did it or not. Father, we break it, we cancel it, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We recommit ourselves to one another. You got to talk about it. Here we go. We still in real talk. But, but hear, me, hear me with a mature ear. But you reestablish your covenant with your spouse when you both submit to God. Because submission ain't just for the woman. The woman submits to her husband but the man submits to God. So don't be talking about you need to submit. Brother, you need to submit. We can see unsubmissiveness all over your life. But you reestablish the covenant and the vows that you made to each other. And how do you do that? Sex. Y'all thought I was about to say something real deep. It is deep.
It's a covenant. It is a covenant activity. Wicked people will call it ritual. Oh my. This is, this is so deep. This is how you reestablish the covenant. There are purchases that you made. Subscriptions that you've subscribed to. You made a sacrifice. And these subscriptions have cost you your marriage. These subscriptions have cost you your relationship. These subscriptions have cost you your family. These subscriptions have cost you your health. These subscriptions have cost you because you made a sacrifice and now you're in alliance with the thing you subscribe to. And you wonder why you can't have relations, relationships. You got all these cyberlations. You got all these Instagram friends. Where are your real friends at? You don't got nobody. You don't have nobody that you can call. You know their phone number by heart. Ain't your real friend. Y'all only talk online. You don't even know if this person is a real person or not. You could be catfished. And this is, this is what happens. When people don't have relationships with real people, they end up longing for relationship and then they go online and someone gives them the attention and the, and the, and the, ooh, look at you. Oh my God, you look so good. And now, now you've made a covenant, a cyber covenant with somebody that's not even real, that's pretending to be somebody else. They're an imposter. But they fed on your insecurity. Because you're so worried about you. A friend of mine said this, Pastor Manny Arango, one of my closest friends. He said, insecurity and arrogance are both rooted in the same thing. And you're like, what? That don't make no sense. Because when you're insecure, you always think about what you do wrong. When you're arrogant, you always think about the stuff that you do right. And they're both rooted in what? Pride. They're both rooted in pride. Whether your spouse is insecure or they're arrogant. You're the insecure one, they're the arrogant one. Or you're the arrogant one, they're the insecure one. Guess what, both of y'all got pride. And you need to come to the altar and kill that pride. So that you can have healthy relationship with people, with loved ones. Because that's how you show you really love somebody. Are you willing to die for this? I, I know this part of me, I gotta let this die. In order for this relationship to grow and to work, I gotta, I gotta let this die. Because my love for you supersedes my will. That's what Jesus does. That's why Ephesians says, be imitators of God. So many of us are imitating, you can have your seats for five more minutes. So many of us are imitating the things that we see in culture that we neglect the things that we see in the kingdom. Because we don't read about the kingdom. Reading the Bible is not fun to you. Going deeper in the word is not fun to you. 
looking up what this means in the Greek and what this means in the Hebrew and what, this, what the root word of this means, that's not fun to you. And this is why you don't have a concept of spiritual wickedness in high places. And this is why people have been speaking word curses over your life and you just, oh, it ain't that deep. Ooh, I said I wasn't going to do this. That's why some people, y'all don't think the Beyonce whole situation, y'all don't think it's that deep. Ooh, it's not that deep. All these people making all this fuss. Everybody talk. Everybody got comment. Everybody got an opinion. It's not that deep, but it is. To, to, the, to the spiritual witches, it's deep. Halloween, oh, it's not that deep, but it is. To them. It's like everybody is in tune except us. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. And some of y'all have heard the knowledge, but you ignore the knowledge. That's called ignorance. That's called blatant ignorance. You are blatantly ignoring spiritual wisdom. <laughs> the Bible says this. We go home. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 18. Stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. You've fallen in love with his potential and he ain't saved. You just in love. You saved, you go to church, he go to the club. You at church, he rolling up. You at church, he smoking blunts, playing Call of Duty drunk and high. You at church, she's making twerk videos. What? Oil and water don't ever mix. Ever. Like, like ever. Like it's scientifically impossible. They don't mix. So stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. This is another reason why we have problem in relationship. Because you made a covenant with God, they made a covenant with Satan. Oh God. Can right and wrong be partners? Can light have anything in common with darkness? Because guess what? If it's dark as all as, as Cotopa, Alabama, with red dirt roads, <laughs> and the sun comes up, darkness disappears. It disappears. If, it's, if we turn off every light in this room and it's nighttime, it'll be dark. But as soon as we turn one light on, darkness disappears. I need y'all to hear me today. Can light have anything in common with darkness? No, because light and dark, like it's like two ends of the spectrum. Two totally ends of the spectrum. Verse 15. Can Christ agree with the devil? Can a believer share life with an unbeliever? Well, Jesus hung out with sinners. Sinners hung out with Jesus. Sinners wanted to be around Jesus. Jesus had the power to have their hearts transformed. People get around you and they just modify their behavior. But their heart stays the same. Can God's temple contain false gods? Clearly, we are the temple of the living God. 
As God says, I will live and walk among them. I will be their God. I will be their God and they will be my people. The Lord says, get away from unbelievers, separate yourselves from them, have nothing to do with un anything unclean. Have nothing to do with anything unclean. And like we look at this scripture and like, oh yeah, he talking about don't have your house dirty. No. That's not, we have to go deeper into the word of God. We have to have a deeper understanding of these simple yet profound principles so that we can stop walking around here ignorant to the devices of the enemy. The Lord says, have nothing to do with anything unclean, then I will welcome you. Then I will welcome you. I believe, I believe it's in Hebrews. Be holy for I am holy. Be holy for I am holy. Set your mind on things above. You worried about things beneath you. You thinking about evil thoughts, perverted thoughts. Set your mind on things above. Think on these things. It's difficult to think about the things of the enemy if you're consistently in your word and in prayer. That shows you love God because you sacrifice. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to binge watch 80 hours on Netflix. Oh, my goodness. And I said I wouldn't be one of these kind of people. But it's true. We're in the world, but not, we're not of the world. So we're still going to do some of these things, and that's okay. But what if we made more of an effort to binge the Bible? Man, Wednesday night Bible study, we, could, we wouldn't have enough seats. We wouldn't have enough seats if people love the Bible more than they love their will. Where do my way bags at? <laughs> we want to we do the things that we want to. Listen, listen, work was long. I didn't work 60 hours this week. My feet hurt. But you've been sitting all day, but your feet hurt. Uh, <laughs> ergonomics is all wrong at your desk. We, we, we don't truly, truly have a passion for the things of God the way that we should. And it's affecting us in our relationships. Then I will welcome you. Verse 18, the Lord Almighty says, I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters. Everybody stand to your feet. We have to reestablish our commitment our covenant with God, who is the covenant-keeping Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.